One time I was drunk on a morning show in Montana The host asked me if I had a nickname Said my friends called me the Dirtbag King She said on the air I started giggling Hasn't had me back but now I've got this podcast Welcome to my podcast Hey Dirtbags, thank you so much for tuning in to A Dirtbag's Guide to Life on the Road. This is your host, Charles Ellsworth, and I'm so excited for y'all to be listening to this episode. I'm really, really sorry that I didn't get an episode out last week, and I'm also sorry that this episode's a day late. It's, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, just how it goes. I'm unable to get a new episode out and, you know, had two guests cancel on me last week. You know, both of them actually ended up getting sick, which I hope they're feeling better. I'm looking forward to having them on. They're going to be great guests when it works out. I ended up not being able to get an episode out and I just wasn't going to stress too much about it. This one is a day late, but it's fantastic. We got Christoph Jesus from Crazy in the Brains, who's returning to tell us about a bunch of touring that he's done in the past several months since we had him on the podcast last. And it's, it's, a really fun conversation not too long we talk about some really cool stuff about his experience going on the road with gogo bordello for a month about some really exciting stuff they got coming up and we were just talking you know just about rock and roll and different things the songwriting it, it's just a fun conversation always really enjoy hanging out with chris it's always a good time really cool dude and uh i want to thank bar frida in ridgewood new york for letting us record the episode inside their lovely business while they were not open uh it was really nice of them we had a great time and it was a great location. We filmed some of it. You can watch. We're going to be posting little reels on Instagram, TikTok, things like that. Uh, just follow me, Charles.Smellsworth on Instagram, and it's Chuck and Banjo on TikTok. Banjo's my blue healer, if you weren't sure. Blue healer's a dog, if you didn't know what that is. A cattle dog, an Australian cattle dog. Anyways, yeah, so if you want to watch some of that video, be sure you're following me on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I'm also going to be posting a good long video of this conversation to Patreon in the next week. And for those of you that don't know what Patreon is, Patreon's a monthly subscription service where you can sign up to support an artist or a platform or a project that you find important and that you think deserves your financial investment and your financial backing. And so for me, what you do is you sign up for three, five, ten dollars a month and you support my ability to make the show, to make music, to stay on the road, to do all the things that I do. And what's really exciting is I spent a good chunk of last weekend, pretty much the whole weekend in New Jersey at our recent guest Juan M. Soria's studio, Wild Cowdy Recording. And we recorded a bunch of songs, a bunch of videos. It's all really cool stuff. I'm so excited about it. Some of the best performances I've ever been able to capture on video and audio. I think they're really, really good. Uh, really cool. We released uh, some of it. We're releasing little snippets on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, but most of it's going to go to my Patreon first. So anyone who signed up for $3 or more a month, you're going to be getting a bunch of new music, a bunch of new videos in the next few months. I also have a tour coming up that I just announced this week. And if you were a patron, you found out about it before everybody else. If you want to catch me live in the next coming months, you can do that. You can catch me on the road. You can find out more about that by following me on Instagram. But just to let you know about the next few I got going on, uh, February 9th, in Brooklyn, I'm doing my rooftop hoot nanny with my friend Carl M. Banks at Low High, and it's featuring 
Boris Pellick of Gogo Bordello. It's going to be a really fun time. We're doing a monthly songwriter night, and that's the first one. It's called Charles and Carl's Rooftop Hootenanny. It's going to be awesome just sharing songs, stories, having a great time. Come out 8 p.m., $10 suggested donation. But if you don't got the cash, no worry. Just make sure you tip your bartenders and come hang out with us. It's going to be a really good time. Other than that, the first show of the tour is in Cleveland, Ohio at Coda, the second show of the tour. February 24th, St. Louis, Missouri at the Heavy Anchor. February 28th, San Antonio, Texas, 502 Bar. March 1st, El Paso, Texas at the Nature House. March 2nd, Sholo, Arizona, House Show. Message me for details on that. March 3rd, Phoenix, Arizona, Last Exit Live with the Haymarket Squares. That's going to be fucking awesome. If you live in Phoenix, make sure you get tickets to that. Tucson, Arizona, March 4th, Groundworks, also with the Haymarket Squares. Also going to be awesome. 3-5, Yuma, Arizona, Red Moon Ale House. 3-6, Escondido, California, Jacked Up Brewery. 3-8, San Francisco, California, at Amato's. Portland, Oregon on the 10th, Mississippi Pizza, Missoula, Montana on the 14th, Sweet 2, Bozeman, Montana on March 16th at Bozeman Hot Springs, March 18th, Salt Lake City, Utah at the DLC, and March 19th, Denver, Colorado, Inglewood Tavern. Lots more tour dates coming up. We got lots and lots of time of me on the road this year making lots of new music. So be sure to go to patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth to sign up for $3 or more a month so you hear about all of it first. You hear the music first and you see the videos first. Go there. You're supporting my ability to be on the road making music and making this podcast so check it out patreon.com forward slash charles ellsworth and now that all that's out of the way i believe that i've gotten through everything i need to so enjoy this conversation i have with christoph jesus of crazy in the brains at bar frida in ridgewood new york thanks so much for listening make sure you subscribe to the podcast make sure you give us a review a rating in the apple podcast app Uh, check out my music spotify apple music wherever you listen to music Thank you so much. We love you. Here is that conversation with Christoph. Hey, Christoph, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Uh, uh, how have you been? Uh, I've been great. Really yeah. good. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. No, uh, thank you. Um, I'm trying to think when we had you on. It was like this past summer, like uh, uh, July, August, something like that. I think it was the summer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah lots happened since, since we last talked because y- y'all were getting – about getting ready to go to the DR for yeah. Iggy Pops Festival, or mm-hmm. has that happened yet? No, that's supposed to be. It actually got postponed. Oh, scheduled. I think it might be in October. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean that was kind of what was going on, and then you all have gone on the tour with and played a bunch of shows with Gogo Bordello since then. Yeah. Um, just tell me a little bit about how like how that came about. How uh, you know like. What what was going on there? You know? Super organically and, uh-huh. and completely out of nowhere, um, which I feel like is how the best things end up uh, manifesting. You know, definitely. I uh, I just ran into Eugene at one of my favorite vegan spots, uh, Organic Grill, and, and um, cool in Manhattan. Turns out it's one of his favorite spots. Um, we were both there checking out um, an event that uh, the dude, the owner Vlad, does. Um, from time to time he does a hardcore brunch where he'll have somebody from a hardcore band come and talk and do like a Q&A oh, and cool. um, I was at one of those he was there we got to talking just kind of hit it off and uh, from there we um, we just kind of developed like a relationship he checked out my music which I wasn't even really I wasn't there for that you mm-hmm. know I wasn't there to like like network or or, or yeah, anything just, i was there to eat food and like listen to um somebody speak about hardcore and veganism and, and totally and, and you're pursuing your interests <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you know 
I met somebody. Um, I met somebody who I admired. You know, I, I liked it. I liked Dude's band for for years. You know, Go yeah, Go Bordello is, is is an awesome band and and one of those bands that uh, was definitely an, an inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. Um, got to talking. He checked out my music and uh, offered me. He's like, "Yo, you want to come on tour?" Like, <laughs> we were actually at a show. We were playing uh, a show in Jersey, mm-hmm. and uh, we were listening to uh, the new tracks that we recorded in in the van, uh-huh. like like before the set. And uh, our our booking agent was calling me, but we're like vibing out to the songs, and I kept ignoring his call. I'm like, yeah. man, like we'll call you later, you know? Definitely. And uh, <laughs> he called me like five times, and I'm like, damn, this might this might be like important. Yeah. But I kept blowing him off because we were vibing to the music. We we're trying to listen to the whole record. And then he called my guitar player, Ernest. Uh-huh. So, like, oh, shit, it must be serious. Yeah. He's like, where the fuck? We can curse on this podcast? Yeah, of my course. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I asked that last time. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, he's like, where have you guys been? Like, I've been, trying to, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Like, Gogo just hit me up. Gogo Bordeaux, they want you to go on tour uh, in, like, three weeks. And we're like... Oh, we're bugging out, like you yeah. know, like, and he's like, "How did you? Where did this come from?" And I'm, and I'm like, "I don't know, like, but yeah, we'll do it." And then I'm thinking, like, "Oh yeah, I met, I met Eugene at the at the at the vegan spot, so I guess, I guess it must, I guess that's where it all, you know, like, yeah, totally. originated. It had and, um, to have. He had to have put your name in someone's ear, and and yeah, you know, so that so that's how it came together, and um, cool. cool. The tour was amazing, you know, like yeah. uh, definitely one of the coolest tours we've done yet. You know, these these past few years have been have been uh, pretty busy with touring uh, as an opening act, mm-hmm. which is something that we've gotten uh, really I don't know to say comfortable with, but like we've we've uh, we've gotten pretty good at it. You know what I mean? Like being 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 the it's our responsibility to kind of open people up and like and like uh, break the ice and totally and uh, yeah, it was fun, man. It was, That's awesome. It was, it was a great tour and uh, really cool. Yeah. Uh, what, like, so tell me more about where all it went and uh, how long you're on the road for about a month. It was like a I month. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've definitely done longer tours, but I would say this tour, while it wasn't the longest, it was definitely um, super eventful and uh, uh-huh. it was. Uh, not grueling because that's kind of like a negative word right but it was it was it was tough you know because yeah, yeah. uh, because i think i think we all were super excited about how massive the opportunity was so we knew like every every night we had to give a thousand percent yeah you know? that's that's <laughs> awesome that you like realize that which we always do <laughs> i never i never give less but Definitely. you know we we found a way to give more than, yeah. than 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 we ever knew we could because when you're feeding off that energy of that crowd, you know that's oh, like yeah. you're, if you're not used to playing in front of eight hundred, a thousand people, I imagine a night you're like, Holy yeah, shit. Every like, night was like a thousand people, you know, yeah. as opposed to you know maybe you do shows that vary from like a few hundred to whatever, whatever, you know. Like totally. this was like every night and like. R- Everyone is there, like at the, at the barricades, like 
as soon as we're ready to go on. Like, people are not, like, trailing in, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone's there and ready to go because we're the only opening act. Like, there, oh, it was that, just us and them. That's cool. I didn't realize it was just the two of you. There was there was three shows where uh, Puzzled Panthers um, did a set before us. Oh, cool. But most of the, most of the tour was just us and Gogo Bordello. So, um, yeah, we had to bring our A-game. You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, there was actually one night... Um, we first, when we first got to the West Coast, getting to the West Coast was a big deal for us because we hadn't been there in a, in a minute. And uh, we have a lot of, like, personal connection to that place, you know. And um, those shows were big for us. So, like, once we got to the West Coast, it was like, okay, like, now we really got to severely step our game up and, like, give it everything. And we, we did, like, three, four shows there, and then we had a day off. Mm-hmm. And in the day off, my body just completely shut down. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I was laid out in bed, like, for, like, 18 hours. Not, like, sick, like, just, like, tank on E. Like, yeah, running on, sure. like, not even fumes, not running on fumes, like, nothing is left. And I was just laid out in bed, like, just recharging. Um, yeah. And, and, and Gil from, from the band, he actually told me, he was like, He's like, one of the most important things you're going to learn is uh, be conservative with your energy. Yeah. Which I don't know how to, I didn't know how to do that, you know. I'm yeah, just, I'm a thousand or just nothing, like you know. going for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%. I had a similar experience. I was on a month-long tour with my band last summer, and, like, I hit a, yeah. I hit a point. We hit San Diego at my brother's place. We were staying there and had a day off, and I just passed out for, like, <laughs> for, like, 30 hours it was insane yeah, i've yeah. never slept that long like my band took care of my dog the whole time they were just like dude he's it's crazy done. yeah 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 and it's not even it has nothing to do with like because i don't i don't drink i, I wasn't doing i don't know don't do drugs totally. i wasn't yeah, partying like that but it's like just the energy you give for the performance i mean i give i give literally everything i have yeah. to that and then you know you're you're probably out to like four or five in the morning just just socializing and hanging and talking to people getting to where you're staying and but these are experiences that i'm not willing to 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 miss out on i want to meet people i want to meet fans and 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 uh and just meet new people all across the country like i'm not i'm not really willing to uh sacrifice that for for more hours of sleep like totally so it was worth it you know what i mean it's worth it in the long run because uh you know, this like I like I probably said a billion times the last time we spoke. Like I look, I look at this as as a privilege, you know. And yeah, so 100%. it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it for granted and uh, tuck myself in. Yeah. At, at 10 p.m., you know, like I'll, I'm willing to like, you know, put my body through whatever it takes. <clears throat> no, that's uh, I think that's what you have to do. They don't call yeah. it the rock and roll lifestyle for <laughs> nothing, and that doesn't have to involve like booze and partying and everything no. like that. But it's like, it's grueling. Cause like, even if I'm just driving for five to eight hours in a day, mm-hmm. I'm exhausted at the end of that. But yeah. then you have to go play a show. You have to load in a show. You have to play a show. You have to load out a show and then you have to hang and maybe do the after party and all that stuff and then find oh, yeah. some sleep. And then you got to be in the van to make it to the next show. Yeah. You know, yeah. and even a well-booked tour is just, it's exhausting. I got so much empathy for uh for our drummer zach because he refuses to let anyone else drive really no one trusts me behind the wheel so so <laughs> i've like, had band members like that before <laughs> we're just like ben you don't drive which which is great <laughs> for me because i get to chill in the van but yeah. i mean everything i'm talking about has got to be like 10 times worse for him 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's also driving a lot. But yeah, no one no one complains, man. It's like it's like this is what we love. This is what we chose to do. This is what we signed up for this, you know. Yeah, when when you've worked so hard at it because it's like at least like now this time around you're like, "Oh, but we're like we're playing in front of these big crowds. We're opening for Gogol or supporting oh, yeah. Gogol and like it's like the hard work's paying off and you're seeing like the fruits of your labor and you were willing to do all that shit before oh, yeah. you were playing in front of anyone or whatnot. We did this we did this uh when nobody when nobody cared. You know yeah, what I mean? totally. You know, like, and that's what you have to do, but yeah, it's like you have to thing. have that dedication yeah. to appreciate it when the opportunity does come. We slept in parking lots and in and, 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 uh in in like parks. Mm-hmm. on top of the van under the van like yeah. in the van like so like if we could do it back then without you know without complaining you know of course we're gonna do it now totally. it, like with ease you know um yeah it, it's 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 definitely like important to remain um appreciative of it you know and, and definitely uh, I think gratitude in life, no matter what you do and or like where you're at or what your day to day is like, yeah. um, is so important. You know, yeah. taking time to like take stock of the things that are good. Oh yeah, really, Always. really helps with perspective a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, when, what was your favorite show? Would you say, or what did you? Yeah, yeah. Let's start with like, like, was there a show that was like this is my favorite one, or was there a handful? There's definitely a handful that stuck out. I would say Cincinnati was big mm-hmm. on a personal level because we had that was one of the first spots that we toured out to um, when we first started the band. Cool. Like when we first started venturing away from New York City and New Jersey, we went to Ohio for yeah. some reason. I don't remember the reason why, but like Cincinnati was one of the first spots that we went to, and we actually like gained some interest like kids were were fucking with us right cool and there was this this chick uh shout out to mallory what's up mallory um she had seen me play in cincinnati solo at like punk squats and parties and Mm -hmm. just me acoustic yeah when this all first started so yeah she was at the show and it was like a cool like sentimental emotional moment for for both of us she was like yo i can't believe this like you're playing this huge venue, there's a thousand people here. Like I saw you, you know, whatever many years ago. Like you were playing a show for a forty of old English, and like, yeah, you know, like totally, like, and, and you know, like not just her, but there was there was there was a bunch of people there that were like familiar faces, and it just felt really cool, I and mean, it was a proud moment for me personally. Totally. Also, the 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 energy there Did was just totally? a yeah. Oh, thanks, sorry. Um, <laughs> The energy there was just was just psychotic, you know. Yeah. Like it, it, something about I like Ohio. Like Dude, it, it's cool same. out there. Um, yeah, I've always loved Cincinnati. It's it's got a roughness, you know, and like like a realness to it that uh, maybe some other spots don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was dope. Portland was really cool because I have homies over there that that um, homies from my hometown that moved out there. Oh, cool. So again, it was one of those moments where like people who who I grew up with and saw me start this whole thing, yeah. got to see it in like this next evolution of it. So that was cool. And also again, the crowd was, was popping off. Mm-hmm. Um, LA was awesome. Cause the West coast, we just, you know, something about the West coast and like 
their take on punk rock um, specifically. I think they have an energy and an appreciation for punk music over there that is a little less jaded and a little more enthusiastic than uh, than some other parts of the country, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was big for us. Um, no, that's awesome. I And California is like, it's funny because I grew up in Arizona and oh, cool. California talks mad shit on Arizonans with probably good reason. <laughs> and Arizonans talk mad shit on Californians. And yeah. uh, But like in a lot of the country, all you hear about is like, oh, California sucks and stuff like that. But like you're there and you're like, man, Cal California's a vibe. Like there's mm, some, I like it, yeah. There's some really... I mean, I I dig it a lot. L.A., San Francisco, like San yeah. Diego, all of it. I, I dig the mountains. It's yeah, I love it. It's expensive know? as fuck, but yeah. also we live like New York City. Like it's pretty fucking expensive here too. It, the, you know, I love I love uh, the West Coast and I and I love home too. Like they both have, um, you know, their values and and they both have their downsides. But uh, it, there's something about the energy there that. Is a, is quite different than mm -hmm. than over here. I also got to meet uh, Jello Biafra, which was which is another like personal, really personally cool for me, you know, because I grew up a fan of Dead Kennedys, obviously. So. Was that in uh, in L.A. That, you that was in San Francisco. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. He came out to it's fucking dope to the show. Um, so you talked to him for very long. I did actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that like? Uh, cool, weird, you know, yeah. like he. He was super talkative and interested uh, in, in uh, talking to me, which is cool. I mean, I didn't really, I don't really go, when I meet people that, like, I admire, I don't really, I try not to go into it expecting anything, you know, because yeah, I don't definitely. know this person. I know yeah. what I like about them, and I like their work, but who knows what, I don't, you only know so much. All humans like, are flawed in, in whatever ways. Yeah, and, I, and honestly, I've met, I've, most people I, I, I meet that I had an admiration for, I end I end up being pleased, like, oh man, that was that was a great totally. interaction. Especially in the punk world, I feel like it's like more often than not, like, yeah. you'll get your real assholes, you know. Like I met, I think I might have said this last time. I met Johnny Rotten. Oh really? And that one, if you said that, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, um, not a bummer, but like, he wasn't. He was. He was exactly who you should expect him to be, you mm -hmm. know. Like, but he wasn't really that interested in like talking to me and for yeah. for a second i was kind of like sad about it. i'm like damn but then i'm like ah eh, of course like who, what else would this guy be you know like and also i don't know this guy's life i only know him through records books mm -hmm. blah 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 so totally. it's like the history of punk rock i'm not going to take offense to his interaction with me but for the mo for the most part people i meet like that have always been cool. And Jello yeah. was, was really cool. That's um, fucking rad. He tried to convince me to find a way to get him a 12-inch record, but I kept trying to tell him I don't have any. And he was like, well, you know, just find someone to mail me one. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we actually don't have... We never pressed a 12-inch well, we record. Well, we did, but they're like, they're, they're oh, gone. They all sold yeah. out, yeah. Um, but he, he's like a... He's a, he's a record, like, mania. He, he, he's obsessed with vinyl, you know? Oh, like, cool. And, uh, he... He brought like some obscure um, Ukrainian uh, punk bands, twelve inch. That I think he was he brought it as a gift to Eugene. Oh really? And uh, yeah, man, he's just a cool super like super cool. He's super cool like weird intellectual like yeah uh, quirky dude. But yeah, another cool opportunity that um, that happened on the road. You know, that's that's fucking rad. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, what was 
did you go to anywhere new or have any like or like you played Kane's Ballroom like that place yeah. is such has so much history in Tulsa I've heard <laughs> about it since I was like a kid and uh, Sex I've, Pistols I've, was, yeah Sex Pistols played there uh, that was like the, the dudes uh from the venue brought us in the back room and they showed us uh a piece of the wall that that they that Sid Vicious like punched, punched the, hole. the hole in. Yeah. yeah, I've seen pictures of that, but yeah. I yeah I've heard all about this. Like Johnny Cash played there. Like everybody's Cash, played there. Yeah, yeah. And I think Elvis played there. Like it's might have been. It's uh I could be wrong about that. So sorry if I am. But uh, he might. I know a lot of big names played there. It's been around forever. Yeah, and you could really as corny as it sounds, and I'm not like super nerdy on on this type of stuff, but. You could feel the history, like in the room. There was some something about the energy in the room was different than mm -hmm. some other clubs, and uh, it was definitely one of the coolest. It was actually my personal worst show, uh -huh. uh, like performance-wise. I don't know that anyone else noticed, but like, it's weird how you notice and, and yeah. you say something to other people, and they're like, "Dude, you were great. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know why. Like, you know, some nights are just totally. some nights you're just you're a little off right yeah for sure but uh but i didn't that was forgotten like mm -hmm. a second after you know like probably 20 30 minutes after set because it was just such such a it's just a cool vibe to be at that historical venue you know? yeah definitely D down the block was the um the bob dylan museum and the woody guthrie museum oh so cool. i visited those that's awesome i shed a few tears yeah in that dude it was amazing to be there i've been wanting to go there but i haven't had like extra time when i'm in tulsa oh you got Maybe it this man. next time around i will you would love it like yeah um anyone who's a fan i think even if you're not a fan of those or if you're not like too knowledgeable on the, on the history of those artists mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter if once you go in there you're just going to be like overwhelmed yeah, definitely. With, with with the power of, of of these dudes, fucking artistry, like it was so yeah. cool. Like, when there there's a real art to being able to, or to, like folks who curate things like that. Like I went yeah. to the David Bowie exhibit at the cool. the Brooklyn Museum. I mean, this was five or six years ago, but that was like I was already a huge Bowie fan. Like ver yeah. first vinyl I ever bought was Ziggy Stardust. Like oh cool. Yeah, I like found it yeah. in a like vintage shop, and I was like, I bought that before. I even owned a record player, you know, like I love, but like I, I learned so much and gained so much more appreciation for David Bowie from that exhibit. And it's, it's cool how, yeah. how like there, there's a whole artistry and like I, I had an, I had a neighbor that that's what they did. They worked for like museums and they curated. That's exhibits yeah. no, and stuff. There's totally a, a skill and an art to that. That's a cool um, first vinyl for you to buy. Yeah, I was like, I mean, <laughs> seventeen or eighteen. I I got into, uh, like, the Life Aquatic had come out. Oh yeah, and and I, I like loved the soundtrack, and I just started to realize like, oh, David Bowie. Like, and then I remember he's like the dude from the Labyrinth, and like, you know, I wasn't really raised on classic rock, so I've kind of yeah. like had, I had to like piece all that stuff together. My first piece of music I bought was uh, the Batman Forever soundtrack. Fuck yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I may have had that. Was wait, was Batman Forever the one with? The Riddler. Yeah, and Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. I owned that soundtrack, too. It had um, the song I became obsessed with was Kiss, uh, Seal. Yeah, Kiss, Kiss from, from a Rose. Rose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why I think I had that, because that yeah. song, I used to listen to it, like, on repeat. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. it, that, like, was one of the first songs that, like, sucked me in. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, uh, it's wild, because I would hear songs like that that would, 
you know, I would be listening to my radio late at night, just like before I went to bed, and like I'd, I'm like, they'd be like, oh, Kiss from a Rose is coming on. I'd like record it onto like a blank yeah. tape, and uh, I remember the, I remember those, yeah, days. just record, like re-listening to that stuff. What, like, thinking, like when you're on stage in a Kane's ballroom or a place like that, um, and you're playing in front of these large crowds, do you ever think about? Like that kid that was listening to Kiss from a Rose or whatnot, like. Oh yeah, I I, I always will have these like out of body moments mm-hmm. where like I'm like kind of floating over my my body and looking over the crowd. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, damn, I'm really doing this. You yeah. Know? Like, and I'm still moving. I'm still singing. My mouth is, you know, I'm projecting sound from my voice and all this, but like, I'm not really there. I'm like. I'm like hovering above and I'm just kind of like acknowledging myself mm-hmm. and I'm like wow I'm at you like I made this happen you know Yeah totally uh, cuz you can get you can get caught up in all the nonsense just there's so much to the business side of things like yeah. and and even even just like the day to day like the logistics oh, Yeah yeah all the stuff that can consume your uh your focus if you let it mm-hmm. but then I think it's important to take a step back and really look at like, yo, look at what we're doing. You know, yeah. like this is incredible. You know, like um, I, 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 I think I'm lucky or I'm lucky to 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 be someone who is uh, able to tap into that because I don't get overwhelmed by all the bullshit too often. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm always able to like you know, take a step back and like, yeah. look at everything for what it is. And, and, and again, to, I keep bringing this back to appreciate, appreciating yeah. it. Right. But like, yeah, I think, it, I think you need that in order to be able to, to, um, have the stamina to, uh, to do it, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, I definitely have those moments. That's where, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I, th- I think that often it's, it's like 15 year old me or like 12 yeah. year old me. When I think back on that, like sometimes fuels me through like the worst times when I'm on the road, yeah. but also it's like thinking of that kid is like what makes the best times also like that much sweeter, you oh, know? Yeah, Cause you're yeah. like, man, I never, never in my life thought that like I'd be able to, or like when I was 15, it's like, it was just a dream to be playing on a stage in front of yeah. people and traveling around. And, and it's, it is such a privilege. So I mean, if you took a snapshot of, of any moment, like, uh-huh on that tour for me personally and it'll probably be you have your own version of this but like if you just took a snapshot of any one of those moments and you showed it to me at 14 15 that version of yourself would be like holy shit i made it mm-hmm. you know there's not there's nothing you don't have to think any 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 you don't have to think more deeply on on it than that you know what i mean like yeah um so yeah uh I'm happy that I'm able to like tap into that because Definitely. I think when you you see people who don't and they're always complaining and they're always finding like what's going wrong or 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 what's not working out like those are the people mm-hmm. who I think end up burning out and and and, uh, and and not making it in the long in the long term you know definitely um, or you know they find something else that it's like oh these this checks more boxes than it does yeah. you know or it. it you know, and for me, I just haven't found the thing that's like I'd rather do. No, I me mean, neither. You've got a lot coming up. Yeah, it's like really exciting. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Um, so we got we got some headlining shows coming up. 
Um, we're doing uh, Philly, Brooklyn. We're playing at uh, St. Vitus in Brooklyn. Oh, sick. I was there last night. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen a show there once. Um, but I'm really excited to play there. It's a great room. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know... Uh, I know the history of the place, and um, it's definitely one of the cooler venues around here. So I'm so, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. We're playing in Philly, Kung Fu Necktie, nice. Boston. I think we're doing the Middle East. Oh, cool. Uh, Providence. There's there's some more, but yeah, we're doing a headlining tour. Uh, and we're oh, going to cool. be with King Strang, who's the guitar player from Bridge City Sinners. Oh, sick. Which is a band we've toured a bunch with. So nice. I'm excited to to have him on. Uh, Puzzled Panthers, which cool. is Victoria and Kay and Eugene from GoGo. Oh, cool. Duh. They also got Brian from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs in the band. Oh, that's sick. Our dudes, Zach and Rob, were in this band for a minute on tour. Nice. Like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So they're on, they're just on the New York show. Uh, and then Tetchy from Brooklyn is on a few shows. Sick. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm, we're excited to do our own shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we've done so many opening slots, like, for these past few years. And that's fun, and that's something that we're, we're going to continue to do. Definitely. You know? um, but, uh, we're, you know, we're just kind of, like, thinking, we're like, you know, let's, let's bring it back, like, old school, how we, used to, how we used to do it and just throw our own shows. Um, yeah. That was something that, you know, five six years ago was something that we did on the regular we would always Mm. throw our own events i probably mentioned last time we spoke we had our own diy venue Uh so um i I don't know if you did mention that yeah we did we had our own diy venue in jersey for like two years cool so we would do i would do art shows i would i would do you know curate nights focused around what we thought was cool Mm -hmm. you know and uh we would be the we would most times be like the main band like the the headlining band Uh uh-huh the the band that played last on the bill, yeah, right? um, and it was on us, you know, like we pasting flyers, like um, making skits and promo videos to like bring people out, and like it was fun, you know, like it's cool, it's cool to create your own world and bring and, and invite people into it, um, totally, and uh, that's something that we we decided was important to do again, so that's what we're doing, you know. Um, I'm super. I'm super excited to play these venues, especially St. Vitus and uh, Kung Fu Necktie, because those are like that's like kind of home base for us too. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, Philly and, and Brooklyn are, are is home away from. If you're home in New from. Jersey, it's like the, yeah. you're right in the in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, those shows will be cool. We got a lot of like surprises planned because something that has been important to me and to the band from day one is like collaboration yeah. you know like every tour i get on that i that i'm opening for someone i always like sneak my way onto like their set or I'll, like yeah i'll be featured on their song in some way that's like, cool like with with gogo I, I i i got to sing two songs with them uh every night and eugene would sing punk rocker with us cool we toured with the tossers i would sing uh dirty old town with them Bouncing Souls, I would always jump up there and sing True Believers, like, Hell and yeah. then I invite, you know, like, whoever's whoever's comfortable with jumping on our stage and like, and you know, singing with us or or, or whip the guitar out and do a guitar solo on this song, like, I I just feel like as a fan that's something that I've always loved. Same, yeah. You know, like especially coming from uh, being such a huge fan of hip hop, 
mm-hmm. I loved the songs that had a feature on it were the song I would jump to the first. Definitely. First, you know? Yeah. Um, always, it's always cool to hear what someone else does to a verse. Yeah. Or like how they approach their verse versus like whose song it is and what they're doing with it. And uh, I, lo- I love it. You yeah. Know? So, Even as a kid, I didn't listen to a ton of hip hop, but that was stuff I noticed. I'm like, oh, I like how the collaboration type stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Is, is really prevalent there. The best art is collaborative, you know. Mm-hmm. So we got a bunch of people. I guess I won't, I won't reveal what's what exactly is going to happen. I'd, well, they should where they can find all this stuff out or, or see it is on your Instagram or your website. Yeah, all the info for these headlining shows is on our Instagram, on our Facebook, on our website. You could buy the tickets uh, for the Saint Vitus show on the Saint Vitus website. Cool. Um, same for. For the Kung Fu Necktie show in Philadelphia, you could buy the tickets on the website. I'm sure you could buy the tickets online for all these shows. Obviously, yeah, definitely. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Um, and and uh, I'm excited to do our own shows. Something I I uh, I thought was cool. I was listening to an interview with Steve Martin, actually, mm-hmm. the comedian. Yeah, weirdly, like, he's so funny. Yeah, I, I'm not even like the hugest like. Uh, follower of him but like I'm just like I like listening to artists talk uh-huh. you know like and just Definitely. hearing different perspectives on yeah their approach to this lifestyle and he was talking about um, how he was a he was a successful writer for a long time mm-hmm. and he was making money and he was and he was writing jokes for like big big time comics and he was like yo I'm over this like I want to do my own I want to do my own act yeah and his management was just like no 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 everything is like we're 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 doing really well right now. Like, don't, don't mess this don't up. Rock the boat, you know. And he's like, "Yeah, we're doing well, but like, what about my personal fulfillment and what's important to me? Like, I want to do my own jokes. I have a, my whole, uh, my own act like mm-hmm. prepared. I want to do this." And they really were discouraging him, which business mind people will do that, you know. Like, they're only worried about like where the money is, and 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 you know, like. And like proven ways that the money is. Yeah, you know? and just like you'll get caught off in the caught up in the mathematics and 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 like lose sight of the romance, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, he said, "Fuck that! I'm gonna do it anyway." And they were like, "All right, well, the only way this is gonna work is if you open for this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy." Like, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Nah, I'm doing my own shows." And they're like, "Who's gonna come see you? Like, you nobody knows you." As a solo acting, he's like, I'll, I don't, I'll, I'll start from the ground up, like, and I'll play small clubs, and uh, I'll build it up that way. He's like, I don't want to be just an opening act, like, I don't want to be known as an opening act. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I considered that, and I thought about that for a while. And I'm not, not that I'm against, in any way, opening for bands, but I mm-hmm. think there is an importance to like having the courage to do your own thing too you know what Definitely. i mean because you want to you want to invite people into your world you know yeah. and while opening for for bands is cool you're kind of a guest yeah at their party definitely and that's a privilege and that's not something to to um to take for granted no not at all but i think it's important to also do your own thing you know and uh invite people to your party yeah you know no so, i agree that's really cool i think um especially because like i say this all the time to friends maybe on the podcast but when i'm talking about the artist lifestyle is like you're you're trying to create i mean like uh 
I'm trying to create a lifetime's body of work, you yeah. know, and that's that's collaborations, that's mm-hmm. one band or or solo work or, or all those things, but also, um, it's hard to do that when you're the guest at someone else's party. Like you have like yeah. like the best way for you to to really show what that body of work is and kind of embody it. Yeah. is by by doing your own thing and, and like letting your vision exist that that david bowie exhibit that i saw was like that was like a thing that rang true throughout his entire career was like yeah. he was like a he was like very particular about how things happened he was a perfectionist and he knew what he wanted and he just like went for that yeah and, I love that. uh um and it was really inspiring for me as someone who's like uh you know sometimes you like because of money or different things you have to like compromise certain things yeah. but, but like how do you stay truest to the vision the vision has always got to be the top priority you know mm-hmm. like because at the end of the day like the most valuable thing that you have to offer is what makes you uniquely you, you know? totally like so like you, you need, and or you and your band or, or yeah. your, that group of people or yeah yeah we we need that like the world needs that you know like so um yeah like I took that into consideration when I, after listening to that 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 interview, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, we should do our own shows, you know, like and like, yeah, obviously, you know, it's gonna be different than than uh, a world tour, tour with Gogo Bordello, you know. Yeah. But um, I think you 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 got to take inspiration from the world around you too. It's like. Well, why do you think they got to that point that they're, they're at? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because they created their own world that they invited people into, not because they followed the footsteps of someone else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so, and that's something that I've always been about, you know? Like, um, so yeah, like, there's going to be, my artwork's going to be included in a lot of these shows. I think, cool. I think, um, I have a new zine that's going to be available that I, that I, I just, that I just ended up. Um, that just wrapped up. Does it have a name? Uh, it's called uh, Tsunami Sunrise, actually. Tsunami Sunrise, <laughs> that's dope. I like that yeah. name a lot. It was actually a song title that ended up um, getting tossed aside because I thought of something better, mm-hmm. or album title. And uh, I was like, you know what? This actually s- suits uh, this body of work here, these prints and these comics. So Cool. Yeah, those are going to be for sale. I'm probably going to do an art show when we come back from the tour. And, uh, you know, like, we'll always... You're going to see us opening for more bands, obviously, yeah, right? But um, this is also something that has become a priority for us, again, like our own events, mm-hmm. you know, like events that are centered around, like, here's what we want to showcase. And then, and, and what's yeah, cool definitely. about it, too, is I get to I get to put on bands that I like, yeah. you know, or I think, I think these bands, maybe these bands are a little bit newer than us and, and they're, they're just trying to get their feet wet, right? Like, well, I want to give these bands an opportunity the way that larger bands give me an opportunity. That That's really cool. Uh, that's totally. a cool part about it. Like, we get to curate who plays these events and making them diverse and exciting, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for these shows. Um, and uh, new, we're going to be playing new music, too, which, which, oh, no, cool. which nobody has... Nobody hears outside of our live set because it's not it's not released yet. So, do you have plans to release it yet? Uh, yeah, like 
a, there's a lot of conversations like happening at once mm-hmm. as yeah. far as in terms of like how that's gonna happen. So I'm just kind of like giving it time to like definitely to to see to see what makes sense. A record's know. a big investment, and you want to make sure that you put it out in a way that's gonna like be worth what the time and money you spent on it and maybe not necessarily financially but it's going to help get you in front of more and more people and all of those things yeah it's it's good to take some time to think about that stuff especially because these songs in particular are are probably the most personal and the most powerful songs that i've ever done oh Um, cool uh so where did that come from those songs like like how how are these different or did it come from a place you were able to reach that you've never re- reached before? Tell me a little bit more about it. Uh, a lot, a lot contributed to, I think, um, a lot contributed to, to, to these songs, uh, coming about the way they did. I mean, one, probably one, the, the biggest, uh, impact was me losing my dad. Oh, really? My dad passed away. Um, about a year ago, a little bit longer, right? I'm sorry to hear that. I uh, appreciate that. Um, so that happened, and that is obviously a huge, uh, you know, like transitional moment in in somebody's life. Definitely. Um, so that immediately impacted where my writing was. You know, I mean, yeah. for me, like, that's therapy is something that I that I has been a part of my life on and off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's helpful and it's great. Yeah, uh, definitely. And more t- sometimes more than others. But writing music is really the truest form of therapy for me personally. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm not diminishing the value of no, regular definitely. therapy, right? But like, for me, they both have their place. And songwriting is like, is like the most potent form of therapy for me. So yeah, it's like I like to compare songwriting to doing. A, it's like doing a Sudoku puzzle in a way where you're trying oh, yeah. to fit all the things in it. But it's like you're doing a Sudoku puzzle with all of your influences, past experiences, and trauma. You know, yeah, like, man. And so you're really like, if therapy is supposed to help you really dig into those things, um, like for me, that's what songwriting's always been. And I've been in therapy as well, and I love it when I can do it or when I can afford it or it's available to me. But songwriting's always been the way that I dealt with those things. Yeah, man, I'm... I'm- I'm happy you have that, and I'm happy for anyone who has that. I think ev- everyone has the potential to unlock that, but not everyone does. You know, like yeah. I think everyone is creative. I yeah. think, yeah, and I think our society, in a lot of ways, is set up to to try and keep people from exploring that. Yeah, it's it's you know because like ridiculous. Would, yeah. Could you imagine what the world would look like if everyone thought like you and me? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'd be a better place, but it'd be a more interesting. It'd place. definitely be a fun place to <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah. Um, I feel like the thing the thing with songwriting or or you know expressing yourself through art is like at least for me like if you were to ask me how I feel about my dad passing on I'd be thinking about I'd be thinking you know I'd be like I'd be trying to formulate what I want to say mm-hmm. and maybe I would maybe I would get across like 50% of what I really mean but with a song I'm not really thinking about how I feel. It just, it just kind of hap- It just kind of comes out, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and then you try and there's less trying, you know, and it's more just like natural. I mean, yes, you try to like configure these these feelings into like a rhyme pattern, mm-hmm. but that that's like 
that comes second, really. Yeah. But the feelings just kind of come out naturally. And, like, you don't even necessarily know... A lot of these songs on this, on this, on this record, I didn't necessarily know what they were about. I mean, maybe I still don't fully know what they're about. They have meaning, but the meaning also can change over time. Um, they were just feelings in their truest form, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that definitely contributed to these songs being some of the most powerful songs I've done yet, you know? Definitely. And then on a more, like, surface level uh, note, I'm playing with different people, you know? Okay. like And different instruments. So, yeah. like, people, people were tagged out and new people were tagged in mm -hmm. and that like we're going like we're saying before music is collaborative i bring a song to a group of people it's going to sound if if me and you write a song together it's going to sound different than if me and jeff wrote a song together yeah totally um our song would probably be better because jeff doesn't play <laughs> jeff, play jeff doesn't write music but <laughs> just kidding jeff we love we you. love you bud <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what i'm saying like it's gonna sound different with any group of people you're with, you know. So like totally. that obviously had a had a big impact on the songs too. Um, so when it comes to releasing them, uh, you know, I'm the type of person that I don't like to. I'm not gonna wait too long, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'll hear, well, let's see what let's see what's up. You know what I mean? Like I've talked to some people here and there. Like we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the best way to put it out. But at the mm -hmm. end of the day, like it's for it's for the people you know yeah. like music is to share like you Definitely. know i i never really and maybe it's to a fault on some degree although no it's not i think i'm glad i'm like this actually yeah. i'm not the type of person to like to obsess over and like overly scrutinize ideas for too long like mm -hmm. i i like i mean the way i got into this into this this game of 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 playing music and, and, and being a performer was I would write a song mm -hmm. like 75% to, 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 to a level about like 75% completion and then I would just go to an open mic and play it and just share nice. it with people you know and like yeah. see what happens and like I'm not the type of person. Like yeah, I, I, to me, that's my way. I wrote a song way. this morning I'm playing a show tonight but it's not really done but I I'm gonna just play it tonight. But yeah. see, I love that because I think and it's different for everyone but I, I I relate to that because you're gonna play that song tonight, and you're gonna you're gonna be inspired by the feedback that the crowd gives you and the energy yeah. that that is uh, given back to you. You know, like you can you can sit in the bedroom for for years. I mean, literally, I know people who do this like years and years. They'll spend like crafting albums, and I'm like, my God, like when are you gonna share this with people? Totally. At some point, you gotta like walk away and just. It's not yours anymore now. Yeah. Or, I mean, I think you're missing out by not sharing it with people. You know, I think music is 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 language. You know, like yeah. this is how we communicate. So if you're just gonna perfectionism, perfectionism is not. I don't relate it to it. It is the enemy. I just don't yeah. relate to it. I well, think, I think there's a point. Like there's perfectionism, like David Bowie, where it's like I have a vision and I'm pursuing that vision as best I can. Right. But also, I also am an artist and I want to get onto the next thing. Yeah. You know, like some people, they want to just tinker in their bedroom and they don't give a fuck about sharing it. And it's like, that's their prerogative. I don't get it because I want to like, 
yeah. until I sent it to people. And I think a part of me needs that, like, oh, good boy. Like, people are like, oh, yeah. I like this. And even people that don't like it, I get to be like, fuck you. And it, it makes me feel something, you know? But, like, yeah. I, I kind of need that in a way. And I want to move on to the next idea. Yeah, I mean, it's not... You don't, you don't make the art for the approval of others or for the purpose of pleasing others. But... You do want to share it with people. And mm-hmm. if people like it, that's awesome. Like, it's not the thing that directs the, the craft, mm-hmm. but I think it's a, it's, it's a very important part of the, of the equation of sharing it, you know? And, like, yeah, I'm not the type of person to spend too much time in the laboratory working on, uh, like, per- perfecting... Mm-hmm the product you know like i want to make the thing i enjoy i love making the thing like that's like probably the most fun right and then i want to put it out there and like then let it let it blossom into whatever it blossoms into i mean like you know there's songs that we have i mean like even punk the song punk rocker that's probably one of our biggest it is our biggest song like Mm -hmm. at the moment um we we didn't I didn't I didn't think that would be a big song. You know what I yeah, mean? Totally. Like I love the song. Like yeah. I always loved that song. I showed it to Ernest. I'm like, "Bro, I've been loving this song since high school. I don't, I don't know. I just checked the song out." He's like, "Yo, I love this song too. We should cover it." We covered it. We stripped it down because at the time we didn't have a drummer. Yeah. So dude who played xylophone in the band played drums instead. We stripped the song down. It turned into something else. I added my own lyrics because mm-hmm. I always add my own lyrics to a cover, right? We put it. We made a video. We put it out. Video blew up for us. I mean, in our world, it was a it was a blow. It was it was a video that totally blew up, right? Yeah. We didn't play it live because we were. It was just like ah, uh, it's like it's not a live song. Like it's a different vibe. Like whatever. Um. But then someone, people were asking for it, like, "Oh, you should play that song." Like, it's like, it's like, it's like blowing up on the internet. We want to hear, it. like, all right. Yeah. So we tried it live, and live, it's much different than, it's pretty different than the recorded mm-hmm. version. Um, and now, you know, it's one of our. It's like it's a song we close with, and and it's a big moment for people. People, you know, Eugene sings it with us. Uh-huh. Like we have other people that have like been touched by the song and moved by the song. Like, Iggy Pop, like we probably talked about this last time, I guess. Yeah. Like, Iggy Pop enjoyed it and, like, reached out. Like, I, none of that was planned, really. Like, it, it wasn't, like, thought... We didn't... I guess the point I'm driving at is, like, there wasn't too much thought and, like, st- strategy behind it. Like, yeah, totally. I don't spend too much time in that place. It's just about what feels right, what feels cool, what, what do you like, you know? Like, uh... You know, and it's not to say that strategy and all, and like having a plan, and of course, all that is like fuck. It's fucking very important, but definitely. But I think you could get lost there, and that sounds like a just a very boring life. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like do yeah, what's fun, you. do what's feel, do what feels right, and invite people into your world. You know? Yeah, um, no, I I agree with that. I think that's that's part of how you and I are sitting here talking, you know? Yeah, man. uh, You know, and like I said this the other day, but I, no, I think I said this on 
like Instagram or something, but like music scenes are like the most community I've really ever had. Yeah, me too. You know, like yeah. post high school, it's like the mu the people I play music with or play shows with or go to shows with, like that's my community and always has been. Yeah. And it's like, and that happens by bringing people in. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, the, the most of my interactions are with people in the art world and in the music mm -hmm. world. Like I have friends outside of that that I grew up with. I, I'm actually lucky to have friends that I came I, I knew since kindergarten. Mm -hmm. You know, cool. um, but they're very very different than me. Like, yeah, same. Wouldn't yeah. to some extent probably wouldn't get along with like like they're just very different and you know because when you're i knew them since i was five, five years old yeah you know, they're, they're like they come from we come from the same place but we went in different directions um but i don't necessarily see a lot of those people on the regular because they're living different lives that don't necessarily line up with like your paths my, don't intersect my priorities and, yeah, and totally. whatnot you know the music like i know a lot of people that um don't really like interact with a lot of people or like yeah. have like a big community you know like they'll go to the movies like once a month or they'll go out to dinner or like i i guess i, I sound like i'm uh kind of knocking these type of lifestyles i'm not it's just I'm happy that I have like the music community and the art community because it's it is so vibrant and there's yeah, totally. always there's always something going on there's always someone something to be inspired by there's always new people to meet mm -hmm. and yeah definitely and I mean and it's unique there's nothing wrong with ch choosing to have nah. a family and having that be where you focus and and you know it's just a very different path it's different and yeah I think the music scene and the art scene that's like one of the coolest things about it is is the electricity that it offers, you know. And you know, you could duck in and out of it, you know. Like you don't have to. I mean, I'm I'm pretty like immersed in it, you yeah. know. But it's it's always there for you. It's not going anywhere. I, people people like complain like, oh, this punk scene is dead or the music scene. I'm like, no, you're just not looking in the right places. Yeah. It's not going. It's never going yeah. anywhere. Or you're you're looking for like a scene that's become a ghost you know like you're 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 not letting it be a natural thing that transforms and and oh yeah people come in and out of it and it's like no that it's always there it's just never gonna look the exact right. same as when you were there last you you, you want it, you maybe you want it to look like what it looks like or be frozen in time in 2014 yeah. or whatever year that that always um i always laugh when people say that like obviously like or maybe it's not that obvious but Hip hop is a huge influence on mm -hmm. on our music and my art, and uh, something that comes up sometimes where people will acknowledge it and they'll be, but then they'll they'll sometimes they'll take it to this perspective that I just so don't relate to. They're like, "Oh, that's cool. Like you got the hip hop influence. Like, yeah, rap sucks today. You know, I can't, I, I, I can't, uh, I can't get into it. I'm just like, no, it does. Like you, yeah. you want? I love." All eras of of hip hop, punk, totally. whatever you know, you're you like one era. You're not willing to embrace yeah the the evolution. I'm like it doesn't suck today. Like 
Like yeah. you're just not interested in in where it's headed, I guess. But like totally. that, you was... just want the same artist from the same era to release the same, like another record, but that's the same. There's a exactly. There's a, there's a part in a. I do a I do a if you want to consider it a, a rap, mm -hmm. um, in in our song hustling. It's like a pretty long verse where I'm rapping, and uh, some some dude came up to me and was like, "Yeah, man, it reminds me of like." The '90s, like the golden era, like which I love all that. I mm -hmm. love all that Definitely. music. I, that's '90s. That's like when late, I grew up. Yeah, late know? '90s was like when I got into music. I'm like, yeah, man, that's cool. He's like, yeah, I like that you're influenced by that and uh, not the new shit. And I'm like, no, I love, I love the new shit as well. Yeah. You know, like, like hip hop, punk, specifically hip hop and punk were always meant to evolve, you know, yeah. like, like that was the whole point. Like hip hop was started out as a revolution. Um, it wasn't even considered music in the beginning, you know, like it, like it literally was shunned as like this, what is this? This is, and so was punk. Like, you know, yeah, punk, definitely. punk was looked at. I, I remember there was, and I, I like, I like this artist, but, uh, I remember reading like this old school interview with Chuck Berry and he's like, He's like shitting on all the punk bands. He's like saying mm -hmm. how they suck and they can't play, which is funny. But like, that's how it was perceived in the early days. Like hip hop and punk were were considered totally. less than. The Grand Ole Opry didn't allow drums until like the late '60s or something like that. And right. so when, when I didn't actually know that. Yeah, wow. when Johnny Cash played played Folsom Prison on there, like instead of having drums, they had like just a guitar that with the strings like just loose and yeah. someone just going like on the wow. guitar strings and that was so they like couldn't even the have percussion just a couldn't little... have any sort of drums because it was such light drumming well and drums was like uh like it was like this break from like this rock and roll or, or like i mean it the no it wasn't even rock and roll it was like it was totally a race thing like drums is is their music you know like like uh, grand Ole opry it was totally like a racist thing it was, yeah and then that finally changed that. at some point but yeah it's it's just crazy yeah. like johnny cash even who you know i really love, I love and him, yeah. i used to i read one of his autobiographies like it's crazy it's like 10 years ago but he says something about how like when i was making country music they said i wasn't country and then when mm -hmm. i was later on making like rock and roll they said i was making country because i was old you know it's yeah. like and it's like yeah the, i don't know i don't even know how i fully got on that but well any anytime anytime like there's a change or there's yeah. like an evolution it's met with resistance yeah you know and it's like i am so the opposite of that you know like i don't i just don't I don't relate to that. I'm al I'm always interested in like what's next. Yeah, what's some um, stuff you're really enjoying right now, like hip hop, punk wise, um, like new stuff. Like new band, like actual new artists, or just like what I'm listening to. Just stuff that I I guess like. Uh, what what I, am I honestly? Yeah. Not to put you on the spot because I'm bad at. No, I, no. Yeah. What it's not like super new, although they do have new music coming. Um, the band Horror. Okay. You know them? No, I don't. It's like H O nine nine O nine. They're they're awesome. They've been awesome for years. Um, they blend. They're dudes from Newark. They actually oh, come. Cool. They actually come from. They're probably a little bit older than me. I'm not sure, but they come from like a scene that I was also a part of, but not at the same time. Oh, there was cool. this place called the Meat Locker in Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah. That 
through like illegal punk shows that were like totally like not safe and yeah. fucked up. They were awesome. Like um, yeah, but uh, they came from that world. They blew up years later. Make music with like Travis Barker and uh, the dude from Slipknot and and, uh, and uh, Saul Williams. I, th I think they collaborated with Saul Williams, who I love. Oh, I don't know if you know him. Cool, yeah. But um, I, I'm always I'm always uh, I'm always following what they're doing. Um, what else am I listening to? Uh, honestly, I, I this is not new at all. It's the opposite. But I I rediscovered um, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, nice. <laughs> It's good because, to go down a Sinead hole, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm really into. I've always really been into Tracy Chapman, mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, I get in these mo like weird, almost like, it's almost like I'm like drunk or like high or something. Like I get into these weird, like trances where I'll be listening to music super loud, and like three hours will go by, and I'm just like, just vibing. Yeah. And I was it was a ton of Tracy Chapman. And somehow the algorithm, well, it makes sense. It's not that far off, I guess. Yeah. It like, it like coasted me over to Sinead O'Connor. Uh -huh. I was like, oh yeah, like, I like her music. Like, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's super like deep and emotional and like, that's mm -hmm. the type of stuff that resonates with me the most. So I just got obsessed with her recently. watched the documentary that came out like a few years back. Oh, cool. Um, I'm sure there's more, I can't think of. I'm bad at like coming no, two, up with stuff on the no, spot. <laughs> two, two suggestions, probably more than I could come up with yeah. right now. Uh, I was uh, also, you know, recently. I know this last or the tour with Gogol, you had to do as a four piece because your keyboard yeah. keyboardist couldn't come along. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm going on tour next month, and it's it was supposed to be a full band tour, and now it's looking like it's mostly going to be just solo because oh, nice. you know, just like the shows and the money wasn't there, but. Um, I know you're pretty adamant about like no crazy in the brains is going to be a five piece mm -hmm. moving forward. Um, can you tell me a little bit about like sticking to your guns on that or like, uh, you know, how, I, I don't know. Uh, it's some people would just be like, well, let's just make it kind of fluid so we can just like go for whatever's going to pay the money. Like, yeah. Um, the, having a decided, uh, vision has always been something that has been important mm -hmm. to me since day one. So like, I'm not opposed to playing in different configurations. I've actually done that my entire uh, journey, you know? Yeah, like, you were playing solo acoustic at some point. Played solo acoustic, and I'll do that. I'll do that even today. I enjoy mm -hmm. doing that. I'm actually playing this Friday at um, Heaven Can Wait with, oh, cool. uh, with Eugene from Gogo Bodello, and uh, Pedro is doing a DJ set, and, and Puzzled Panthers are doing a set, and I'm doing a... An, uh, an electronic set cool where i'm singing and ernest is uh is djing uh like electronic remixes of, of some of our songs um, cool so like i actually love playing in in different configurations it just has to be my choice and not uh, uh you know just the circumstances like i don't like to just do it based on I don't like to make that choice based on money or, mm -hmm. or convenience or any of that shit because it's like if we're going to play a certain in a certain variation, it's got to be it's got to be a decided and intentional um, thing. You know, mm -hmm. otherwise it's like. I think. It, it's lacking, you know, I, I, I just was never. 
I just I don't know I don't I don't I don't relate to doing to making artistic moves just based on like money and stuff like that because it's where's then then where's the heart where's the where's the, where's the soul of it you know definitely like, but like if the money's not there it's like yeah I mean you know, honestly I guess that's a different thing it, it it's like probably not like business wise always the smartest way to do things you know yeah um but uh. I I like the vision to me is always is always the most important, you know. Um, and from day one, like um, I wanted to, it's always been important to me to like present my songs um, in a more unique kind of abstract type of way, and not just. I never really wanted to be in a band with just like three dudes you know mm -hmm. like to me i was like all right like that's one way to do it but like that's been done a billion times mm -hmm. and not that we're like having a xylophone or, or having a woman play keyboards is like that mind-blowing but at least we're like the people i'm collaborating with are coming from a little bit different of a perspective than Definitely. just another three people who like look and like me and come from my same and you know, just know? like the same punk rock and hip-hop and yeah yeah like yeah. I, I i that's going back to the importance of collaboration like i want to collaborate with people who have a little bit different of perspective than me that Definitely. was like going back to the xylophone for a moment like i knew nothing about per percussive instruments and and um the the abilities of a xylophone and i knew nothing about that world that's why when that was when when i saw my homie had one and he was learning about it. I'm like, let's use this. Yeah. Fuck the drums. Cause we already know a dude, what a dude on drums sounds like. Like, yeah, you totally. Know? Like, let's do the xylophone. Like that's something that's could bring my songs to a whole nother place that, that the drums, we could only, we could already kind of predict where the drums are going to bring my songs. But mm -hmm. where's the xylophone going to bring our songs? And the same with, the keyboard players I play with, like the, these are women that are coming from a different background than me that don't just per, on a personal level, their lives are obviously much different than mine, but also, mm -hmm. and then musically they're coming from a place that I don't come from like backgrounds, uh, musically that I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know those worlds. So like, yeah, let's, what do you got? You know, like, um, that's important to me, you know, yeah. like, uh, cause I'm, I'm, I love, you know, that's that's the fun of, of making art is, like, experimenting and, like, digging deep and, like, seeing, like, what's possible. Not just going for what's easy and and what's going to make, what's going to make the quickest, the quickest money, you know? Cause Definitely. I, I, that's whack to me. Honestly, you're going to, if you're interested in, 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 in making money, like... There's way easier ways to do that well, than yeah. playing music. <laughs> and also, honestly, if you... It, you if you want to make money with music, you need to be authentic. You know, like if yeah. you're trying to if you're trying to just do what's easy and what and what's and what and what uh, what is popular, like it's not it's not gonna happen for you, kid. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just that's not that's not the way. It, like that's not what people want. Yeah. It maybe maybe momentarily you might like pop off with a hit, but like that's gonna die out so quick. Like yeah. people want. All, going back to earlier, what we were talking about, like. The, the most valuable thing you have, I think, is your unique, 
your uniqueness and what yeah. makes you you. you your know? drive. So like and that's your gonna yeah. that's gonna be the thing that connects with people. Yeah, I uh, I remember early on some of the I won't name names. I don't even know if I remember <laughs> their names, but some of the worst people I met in music and have met since uh, would just say things like, oh, I'm just trying to like get that one song that's going to make me set for music or for money for the rest of my life. And it's yeah, like, that's weird. Right? Yeah, none of them are still playing music, no, you know, no, like because no. it's like, well, you if you don't. It's hard to get through all this shit of sleeping on floors and driving all night to make a gig you're not going to make any money at and 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 really pursuing the vision because it's not easy. Um it's if you if all you're doing it is like you you see like oh there's way easier ways to make a bunch of money if that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's like I think it's cool to try to outdo yourself, mm -hmm. you know, like like oh, let me write let me write a song that's better than my last one or something like that, right? But if you're trying to, like, like whoever this person is, like, sounds like their, their, their motivation is trying to please other people, whoever else, like, just, mm -hmm. there's not even a specific, it's just everyone, right? Like you just, yeah. you just, I don't think you're gonna, you're gonna achieve what you think, what you think you're going for. You Definitely. Know? Like, it's, it, it really, it's gotta come down to you know, like outdoing yourself. Yeah. You know, like that, that's a good motivation. But if it's, if it's just money and it's just approval and it's just fame, like you're, you're missing the point. You yeah. Know? Like <clears throat> it's hard to really get as deep as, as music needs to be or should be if yeah. that's, if you're just trying to skate across the surface of it. I mean, even the, even the most, I don't love, like, I don't hate, I like popular music. I mm -hmm. like a lot of pop music, actually. Definitely. Um, I can appreciate it. I don't listen to a lot of it. But when I do, I'm like, I appreciate why people eat yeah. this up. You well, know? some of it I like, some of it I don't. But, like, the music, the pop music that I do like, if you listen closely, it's like, like, okay, take, like, Amy Winehouse or, like, mm -hmm. Adele or, like, um, like, Scissor or something like that, mm -hmm. like, these are people that, if you listen to the lyrics, like, oh, they're they're like, there's something here, like, you yeah. know, at least I see it. I, mean, I don't know, maybe some, maybe you don't or someone else doesn't, but like, like, I don't think those people solely wrote music for the paycheck, you know, yeah. like, yes, the paycheck is there, but like, or even like Billie Eilish, like Billie Eilish is like the hugest artist, right? But like, yeah, like there's something. There's a reason why that's big. It's not, and other other, you know, there's definitely some 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 more shallow, like corny, like, wow, like this is like yeah. pretty, pretty like whack music that that gets big and blows up. Yeah. But I think more often than not, it's like artists who are actually like, you know, digging deep. Well, that's. I mean, I was just talking to my roommate about this yesterday and talking about he was in new orleans and at a bar where they were djing what was supposed to be country night and it ended up being like like early 2000s radio country night yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh and he was like what's well, funny about that is some of those songs are like are still really good songs you know yeah. it's like you could give that song to anybody and it's gonna fucking be a good song and then other songs of that are like 
save beer for my horses or save water, you know, like, or like red solo cup shit, you know, yeah. big truck. It's like, and that's a lot of it, but there's some real, I mean, a good song is a good fucking song. Dude, there's this song that I, I'll play in the van that makes everyone laugh. Um, mm-hmm. But like, and I'm weird. So, so like a lot of people may not even relate to this, to yeah. listen to this, but like Shania Twain. Dude, I fucking love Shania. <laughs> yeah. This song, um, What's the name of it? Uh, still the one. Yes, yes, still, still the, one. the one. I yeah. love that song. That's a great I'm song. I'm like, yo, yeah. okay, say what you want. If, if like someone who sounded like Loretta Lynn or like Patsy Cline or whoever, take your favorite like well-respected country artist was singing this song yeah. in a different, with a different vibe and different instrumentation, you would, you would think you'd be getting drunk to this song at the bar. You totally. know what I mean? Like. It's a great song. I love, and I, I don't need those older versions. I like her version. Yeah. I'm like, sometimes, like, big pop hits are like, yo, they deserve they deserve to be where they are. Not all the time, but, like... Yeah. It's a good song. I It's like, I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, a great song when she sang it, and then you give it to someone like Whitney, and it's like, it's like, fucking... It changed the course of history in a way. You know what I mean? Like that song was fucking huge. Like not yeah. changed, but you know what I mean? Not like no, Bill was, and Ted's made the world save the world with rock and roll, but it's like it did a song that popular. Like there was a like the Bodyguard movie. I don't, you know, like it's all. I don't know. Oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. That yeah. my I I saw that when I was a kid because you know I don't know my mom loved that shit. But a good song's a, a good song. You could uh, yeah. I don't know, and it's that's why I do like. I do like doing covers um, for that for that reason because it's like if a song really and it, it's got to be a song that really truly speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've definitely done we've done covers that like were like just one and dones. Like we tried it. And I'm like, you know what, nah. And it, yeah. and like crowd liked it. Like I'm, even like friends and fans were like, oh, will you play that again? I'm like, nah. It it needs to really speak to me in order mm-hmm. to like stick stick with it. But I like doing covers. Because there's something cool about uh, being a part of the history of a song's legacy and, like, maybe trying to, if you're lucky, like, assist in, uh, you know, helping that that song travel through time, you know, and and continue to live on. Because, like, the Dolly Parton song, not that it would have been forgotten about, but I think Whitney Houston really helped that legacy. That you song know? will be remembered for I mean, now 50 if, more years. It may have started to fade out or been less relevant to younger people, but she revitalized it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, and I'm not saying I necessarily did that with punk rock or... or you introduced or, it to a whole new group of people, I imagine. At, le- at least I did that, you know? And, and, and aside from, of course, you know, the amazing monumental, like... Uh, blessing it was to be to be uh co-signed by iggy pop yeah totally <laughs> but like it's really cool to be have someone be like oh this is a really cool version of this or i i, I love yeah. what they did with my song yeah there, there's that and then there's also like yo like kids kids now who may have not heard the, knew the song or knew or heard about it like i helped them i helped the song you know like, yeah definitely like, transition into the next lifetime so like yeah i mean uh 
I think it's cool. I, I saw the Flaming Lips once, and they covered. Speaking of David Bowie, they covered David Bowie song, and oh, cool. uh, and they it was like shortly after he died, and I'm like tripping on acid, and I'm like like crying because it's like fucking yeah, David man. Bowie, and 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 Wayne Cohen was just like, uh, you know, these artists, these songs that we care about so much, like we're gonna help them live forever, like we're gonna help that continue to exist because these people we love can no longer be with us, and I'm just like, oh man, that's. I love that sentiment. And it's cool yeah. to, for an audience to relate to you because it gives you a middle ground. Like, they know that song. They don't mm -hmm. know you, but they see how you interpret that song. Yeah. And it gives them, like, this little entryway into how you interpret all of your music. Yeah. You know, sometimes I struggle with that as, like, getting people to listen hard enough to be like, oh, these lyrics, whoa. Because that's, like, my always been my strong point, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. getting people to listen long enough to pay attention can be difficult. Yeah, sometimes people need like context in order to, to know where do I put you in my mind. Totally. You know, like, uh, and uh, that was kind of people who died served that purpose for us mm -hmm. because, you know, especially back when when we first started covering the song and we still had xylophone in the band, people would just look at us set up our gear and be like, what is this? Like, what mm -hmm. is this? Yeah. yeah and, and, and sometimes it was met with like, resistance uh playing people who died kind of gave them context like oh oh i see oh now i get like i see where you guys are coming from like yeah it it shouldn't you shouldn't need that i guess right but whatever like mm -hmm. you did and now it helped you like be a little bit more open-minded to the rest of the stuff we're gonna do now because totally. not everything is gonna sound like this but we're inviting you into and like here here's here's someone who inspired us and here's something something we appreciate that you could probably relate to. Oh, cool, you like that? Okay, now here's some uh, here's something completely different. Yeah. But you may you may not have ever given that a chance if you didn't hear whatever song, you know, like yeah. you, that, that it is for you that you know with the intro could relate to, you know, and like punk rocker punk rocker isn't really that punk rocker is different punk mm. rocker is actually us inviting people who didn't know the song into like yo you like us how about check this out like, yeah you know cool yeah very cool i uh I, I dig your perspective on making music and pursuing this life it's always a pleasure to talk with you yeah likewise um man. you know for those of you that haven't heard or that didn't hear the first episode, go back and listen to that. Um, I got to listen to it, actually. Yeah, <laughs> tell them all where to find out everything that you got going on, how to follow you, keep in touch, everything like that. Yeah, I run I run our Instagram, so that's uh, we're at Crazy in the Brains on Instagram. Um, we'll, be, we'll be dropping information about our headlining shows uh, on Instagram and Facebook, on our website. Uh... Oh yes, yes, yes. Buy tickets to the shows. That's 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 uh that's important. Um they'll be they'll be for sale on the website, uh Saintvitus.com probably. Oh, cool. I guess is the website. Mm -hmm. Look up Saint Vitus yeah. in Brooklyn. You'll, Saint, you'll, it's probably pretty easy to find. I Googled it yesterday to get tickets to the show I went to last night. So oh, there you it's, go. it's very easy. The internet. The internet <laughs> yeah. is pretty simple. Yeah, Saint Vitus. And if you live in New York City and you don't know what Saint Vitus is, you need to get your ass out to a metal show. You do, yeah. Or, they, or a Crazy in the Brain show. They do a lot of metal shows, right? Yeah, it's funny because it's like a, I went to a comedy show last night, but it's got the vibe of like a metal bar, and it was yeah, it was fun to watch comedy in that kind of spot. 
Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good show. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, St. Vitus in Brooklyn, February 16th. We'll be in Philly, February 15th at Kung Fu Necktie. You could also buy the tickets on their website. Um, we got a bunch more shows. The Tour Flyer is up on all our social media. Um, this Friday, is that tomorrow? Tomorrow's Friday? Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, so tomorrow, uh, although this will probably already maybe be Maybe not out. tonight. Or maybe tonight, depending on when I get this out. I'm getting it out either today or tomorrow morning. Well, the 27th, January 27th, we'll be playing at uh, Heaven Can Wait in, um, in Manhattan. So maybe you will have been there. If you're listening to this, you might have been someone who was at the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll be on the West Coast in March. Nice. And information is, is, is dropping about that, like, in the next week or so. So... Cool. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, this is, this is an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. And, uh, I, I love talking with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it again sometime, I'm sure. Right on. Cool. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to A Dirtbag's Guide to Life on the Road. Remember, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth. That's patreon.com forward slash C-H-A-R-L-E-S-E-L-L-S-W-O-R-T-H. Thank you. Peace.